Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Welcome to the Mom Manual. This is Tara Williams, and I have a very special guest today, Dr. May Hughes. And first, I need to say she is a mom of a three-week-old, not month, weeks. Like, she looks gorgeous and fantastic. For those of you guys listening, she looks amazing. But on YouTube, you can see her there. It looks more put together than me. So Dr. May is a doctor of physical therapy, and she specializes in pelvic floor treatment. Very exciting and interesting and something we haven't learned about. Dr. May, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for the introduction, Para. And I think you look beautiful as well. Don't, don't I'm like that. <laughs> and I'm a mess. And I said, I have no makeup on. And of course, today is the first day that we're recording for YouTube. So welcome to real life. Dr. May, for anyone who doesn't follow you or doesn't know about physical therapy, specializing in pelvic floor treatment, um, tell us a little bit about this and how you got into it. Yeah. So it's pretty uncommon or just unheard of. So physical therapy, just as a whole, you know, people typically think of, they have a surgery and then they need to start healing from it and recovering from that surgery. And that's typically how people think of physical therapy, which is something we definitely do, but specializing in the pelvic floor, I really work with women during pregnancy, postpartum, and kind of beyond working with ways to kind of just get through pregnancy in this postpartum phase, knowing that during pregnancy and after postpartum, there is a lot of stress on the pelvic floor. And those are kind of the muscles that are involved with your bowel and bladder and um, sexual function and just delivering a baby in general. So I pretty much help women heal from pregnancy and that can seem like an interesting thing sometimes, but whether it's a vaginal or cesarean delivery, there's a lot of change that goes on with your body and it should be treated just like any other sort of injury to the body. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think of physical therapy. I remember I went a few times from sports injuries in high school Mm -hmm. and that's my lens. So is there, I'm like, is there enough work for someone to do only postpartum public floor? Like there's enough people for this? Oh my goodness. Yes, there is. There is honestly not enough of people like me who are public floor physical therapists. Um, I work in Nashville and I am telling you there are wait lists across the city with public floor therapists. And I don't, you know, just look at the pelvic floor. I kind of take the whole body into account because your whole body changes during pregnancy and then you need to recover your full body postpartum. But so many women for so long kind of would just, once they had a baby, they might deal with, you know, leakage, urinary leakage with working out, or they might deal with not feeling great about the way that their stomach looks, whether they call it their mom pooch or something like that, which I don't love using that terminology, but so many women would use that terminology. And a lot of women just didn't realize that this doesn't have to be the new way of life postpartum. Mm -hmm. And so once word kind of got out, maybe about like 10 or 15 years ago, I would say public floor therapists have making, been making their rounds. Word just kind of spread like wildfire among women who didn't want to have to wear a panty liner when they worked out or something like that. 
Wait, this is amazing. I mean, I, I don't know a mom who says, oh, I can comfortably do jumping jacks, right? Like just different type of things. So I already want to look up somebody local to me. Um, <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. Dr. May, will you jump into our first takeaway? Yeah. So the first takeaway that I really want to get out there is that a lot of women will come to me and ask me, I'm pregnant. Is it too like early to start working with a pelvic floor physical therapist? And I always tell people is no, you can definitely schedule a prenatal appointment. And that's honestly what I highly recommend is starting to establish your kind of birth support team, um, who are going to be the resources that you work with during pregnancy. And then who can you go to with questions postpartum and you can work with a pelvic floor physical therapist, whether you are experiencing pain or discomfort or not, because you can work on things like how to continue safely exercising during pregnancy, how to prepare your pelvic floor for labor and delivery. I feel like not a lot of people talk about what is expected of the body during labor and delivery. And so you can go over that with your pelvic floor therapist, pushing positions. There's so much that you can do prenatally. Really interesting. So is this for first time moms, second, third, I mean, is there high risk? Like, is there somebody specific or are you like, this is literally for everybody? Yeah, this is truly for everyone. Um, A lot of the times first time moms might be less aware of the pelvic floor and kind of things that can happen postpartum simply because they haven't had a baby before. So they haven't experienced, you know, urinary leakage while doing a jumping jack or something like that. So oftentimes I will get a lot of second time and third time moms who felt like they didn't fully recover from their previous birth. And so they're kind of going into pregnancy with some of these issues already. And they're like, well, I don't want them to get worse. So what can I kind of do. So I would actually say most of my patients are, you know, second, third time, fourth time moms, although I love working with first time moms. Yeah, that's really interesting. And so you had mentioned a C-section and in my mind, I would only think you would have issues with a vaginal birth. So for somebody who says, okay, I have a scheduled C-section, do I need this? Yes. That is another question that I frequently get. And the answer is yes, a hundred percent. What people don't necessarily realize or think about because a cesarean delivery, it's it's birth, right? You're still giving birth to your baby, but it's a major abdominal surgery. Mm -hmm. They cut through eight different layers of your body when they make um, your cesarean incision. And so that includes like skin, muscle, fat, um, the uterus itself. And so there is a lot of potential for scar tissue development within your C-section scar. And so we can work on, you know, making sure that scar tissue doesn't cause any problems, whether it's, does it adhere to your abdominal wall or does it adhere to your uterus, things like that. So I actually work with a lot of women after a C-section, not just to recover their abdominal muscles, but also the pelvic floor too, because you think 10 months of pregnancy, there's still a lot of pressure pushing down on your pelvic floor. So even though if you didn't push or go through that phase of pushing, there's still things that you can work on for your pelvic floor. No, that makes total sense. Okay. So for anyone listening who probably has the same question as me, like I make an appointment, I go in and what do I expect? (laughs) Yeah. So you schedule your appointment and 
it's one-on-one treatment time. And so when you work with your pelvic floor therapist, they'll start with just a full body assessment of kind of just the way you move. Um, they'll look at, you know, if you have a scar, they'll look at your scarring. If you're comfortable with it, they actually, I do perform what's called an internal exam. And that's actually the best way to assess the pelvic floor musculature. Mm-hmm. Um, is it's the only muscle really muscle group in the body that you can physically touch. So I only do that, you know, after six to eight weeks postpartum. Um, and so if that's part of your treatment plan, then you'll go through that assessment as well. And then we'll work together to kind of find exercises or mobility drills or scar tissue work that can help either, you know, restore your body to what it was, um, pre-pregnancy or, you know, help you recover from the pain that you're having, the leakage, that sort of thing. And there's also just a lot of education talking about um, kind of going through, like, how was your birth? You know, how do you feel about it? Kind of just being someone that you can talk to. Almost like a self. Yeah, exactly. So pre, pre-birth, when do you recommend, like, how many weeks into your pregnancy do you recommend to come in? Yeah, so I'll tell people if they're not experiencing any pain, they can schedule their first appointment sometime in the second trimester. Um, and then usually another one in the third trimester as well. However, if you are experiencing common pain points, which I have yet to meet a mother who is pregnant, who doesn't experience some sort of discomfort or pain, then whenever you start experiencing that discomfort or pain, because there's so many things like low back or hip pain or, you know, round ligament pain, things like that, that a lot of the times we've been told are just common pain points during pregnancy and you're just going to have to deal with it, but there's actually treatment for it. So I I think about when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I would get this lower back and I think they called it like a sciatic nerve. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So that you help with all kind of all things related to pregnancy. Yes, definitely. Because there's just a special, you know, way of looking at a pregnant body versus a regular human body and knowing the kind of physical changes that go on during pregnancy, the hormonal changes, kind of the tissue, the muscle changes, you want to have someone who definitely specializes in pregnancy and postpartum. But yeah, I still look at the full body and can treat any part of the body, but it's just called pelvic floor physical therapy because it's focused on women's health. Yeah. Okay. Super, super interesting. So And you had mentioned that a lot of times there's wait lists. So this is something, if somebody is newly pregnant, maybe they should sign up for their second trimester. And then once um, you had somebody come in, do you have it like, okay, come back every like month or two months or what does that kind of cadence look like? Yeah. So depending, I mean, each person is very different. If someone's experiencing pain currently, I'm probably going to see them more frequently, whether that's once a week for a couple of weeks, and then we start spreading it out, you know, to every once a month or something along those lines. Um, But if it's really just for preparation, learning about safe exercises during pregnancy, um, optimal pushing positions, then I usually can just see a person or a female once in the second trimester and once in the third trimester. And there doesn't need to be a lot of follow-up. It doesn't mean that there can't be. I give people access to me once they're a patient um, for any questions via email at any point. But I also am aware that it takes time out of your day and it's a cost as well. So I really try and make sure that we set up a certain amount of visits that's comfortable for whoever I'm working with. Yeah. And the cost is a great, is a great point. Is this something that's typically covered by insurance or is it usually out of pocket? 
it can vary. I currently work out of pocket simply because a lot of insurances don't cover pelvic floor physical therapy, especially prenatally. Um, unfortunately, a lot of women have come to me saying their providers wouldn't even write them a referral, which is, can be a little frustrating, but it's also still kind of new. So I understand. Um, so a lot of pelvic floor therapists will just be a fee for service, but there are some, especially that work with bigger hospital groups that do accept insurances. And those definitely have longer wait lists and usually require, um, your OBGYN or whoever your birth provider is to write a referral. Yeah. And I have a couple questions on like how long to take to recover, which leads us really well into our next takeaway. Can you share the second one? Yeah. So a lot of women, once they kind of are going through pregnancy and exercising and feeling good, the next question they might have is, well, how long is it going to take for my body to recover and heal? And I hate always saying the question, it depends, but I mean, it truly does. But for the most part, What I like to tell women is you spent 10 months with your body changing, your baby's growing, you're kind of 10, you're spending 10 months of almost being a deconditioned, as I would like to say, you're just not working out the way you were before. And that's totally fine. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be taking it a little easier and not performing at the same level of activity as you were pre-pregnancy. So if it takes 10 months for your body to go through pregnancy, I tell women expect at least 10 months Mm. to feel like your pre-pregnant activity level self. Um, And 10 months can be super early for some women. Some women take longer, especially if you've had multiple births or if it was a more traumatic birth, or maybe you didn't get started working out right away. Um, But I think women need to give themselves a lot more grace in terms of how quickly it takes to get back to feeling like your pre-pregnancy self in terms of so much of like social media and celebrities and online. I mean, you see these women leaving the hospital, pulling on their jeans from pre-birth and, um, my, I had this totally, I was like devastated. I remember. So I had my first daughter, I was 25 and we, you know, we left the hospital and I remember seeing my husband, like, Oh, can you, we were passing at Trader Joe's. I'm like, can you stop? Like, I'll just run in really quick. I want to get like a bunch of treats. Cause I, I couldn't eat for like 20 hours or whatever it was. So I was, I was just excited and wanted this different food. And so I go in and somebody's like, Oh, when are you due? And I like, I just had the baby and my, I looked down at my stomach and I realized I looked six months pregnant and I was like, Oh my gosh. And I just politely said, Oh, like in a few weeks, like, I just like, I didn't even know what to say. I didn't, I didn't want to actually, I just had the baby. She's in the car. Um, but I remember just being like so sad and I was two days post birth. I mean, we had literally, we had left the hospital. So I think we have very unrealistic expectations. So I love kind of having that 10 month benchmark as, you know, this is when you'll lose the baby weight or lose, you know, whatever you want to get back to kind of yourself. Um, so if in these 10 months, going back to like how often you meet, so you have the baby, you go back to you. And then what does that look like in terms of, you know, in 10 months, I want to be pre baby body, if that's ever possible. Um, (laughs) how often do we have to meet? Yeah. So the way that I recommend patients to schedule their postpartum visits is for if they're looking to have the internal exam 
if they, especially if they delivered vaginally, I, I highly recommend it. So you can actually see how the muscle is functioning. And if it's, you know, if there's a lot of scar tissue and things like that, then I will wait for at least six to eight weeks to see someone because you want to have your six um, week checkup with your birth provider in order to perform the internal exam, make sure everything, if you had stitches, everything's healed, things like that. Um, however, I have at least taken virtual appointments with women who are maybe in that those early zero to six weeks just to go over what are, you know, safe ways I can get up off the sofa. I just had a C-section and my scar hurts every time that I just come up from the sofa. So we might go over some like care methods in those first zero to six weeks, but hands-on wouldn't start until at least six to eight weeks or or whenever you feel comfortable. Sometimes women don't feel comfortable until 10 weeks, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so from that point on, once you have your six week appointment with me, then it all, you know, depends again, how much a woman or a female wants my guidance or help. Ideally, I would like to see someone at least once a month for the first four months, because you want to be progressing your exercises, right? You don't want to just stay at a super low level of exercise, but you also don't want to start, you know, going back to your boot camp class right away. So at least once a month for the first four months allows an opportunity to gradually progress into more, you know, intense or something more similar to what you were doing exercise wise pre-pregnancy. Okay. And so you mentioned progressing to, you know, a more intense workout. So I imagine like I used to run and now I'm walking, but I want to get back to running. But when we talk about pelvic floor, are there exercises that you specifically do for the pelvic floor? Cause that's not something I regularly do. Yeah. Early on at that, like six to eight week checkup or follow up with me, postpartum, that is when I will, after assessing the pelvic floor, I will have someone perform kind of what are called, I just call them pelvic floor contractions. We know them as Kegels. Everyone does. Um, and that would be something that if I assess your pelvic floor and I found weakness, then I would specifically have you perform those exercises to start and then progress you from there. Now I do not go by the method of Kegels will fix everything because it most certainly will not. Some women have a lot of tension and tightness in the pelvic floor and contracting a tight pelvic floor will actually make things worse. So that's why having an assessment by a therapist is so important. Um, but usually I'll start someone off with just, okay, how do I even contract this muscle? Because I just pushed out a baby and all those muscles don't even feel the same like they used to anymore. And yeah, that they still don't feel the same for me right now. Um, so once someone gets the hang of that, then we might progress to more specific like core exercises and just full body exercise in general. I think what people don't realize is that the pelvic floor is a postural muscle. So it's active with everything you do, like just sitting here or going on a walk or climbing stairs, Hmm. you use your pelvic floor And so sometimes people will just perform Kegels on their own and they're like, why am I not getting better? And that's simply because you need to progress to the activity that you want to be doing. Okay. So this is a funny question. I saw on Instagram, some influencer was promoting this. It was basically like this belt and Mm -hmm. did the Kegels for you. And it was like, oh my gosh, I've seen that. (laughs) You can do nothing and like lay on your couch. 
And I'm like, oh, that's a, kind of a cool, I, I actually looked at it because I was like, I don't know, that yeah. probably seems good. And it was really expensive. Is that legit? Or is that going back to those belts you wear where they vibrate your stomach and then they say you're going to get a six pack? Yes, I have um, some strong opinions about devices that you hook up to yourself or insert and it's just going to do the work for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you don't always know if you're appropriately contracting the muscle, maybe then you start relying on that device to contract your muscles. And then if you're not wearing it, you're not, you don't know how to contract those muscles. And I, I just, I really try and shy away from any of those like quick fixes or things like that. And I think that's kind of where the market has come from is that a lot of people just want a quick fix for something. And unfortunately, like like we talked about before, 10 months of changes during pregnancy. So quick fix is not necessarily going to be the case and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's really with anything else in life, like you're going to only get results if you put in the work. Right. Exactly. It's a, it seems, seems like a good concept. I wish it totally worked. That would be amazing. Dr. May, will you bring us to our third takeaway? Yes. So the third, like most frequent question that I kind of get from people and especially during pregnancy, but not even during pregnancy, people who are thinking about conceiving, um, is what, you know, my mom told me that, you know, I'm going to have all this pain during pregnancy and I'm just going to deal with it. And, and there's not going to be much that I can do about it. And I think that is changing. Like I said, in the last 10 to 15 years, pelvic floor therapists have really been making a name for themselves. And so you don't have to be in pain all throughout pregnancy. Now that's not to say that you are going to have some discomfort. I definitely had days of discomfort, but overall, on an average day, you shouldn't be feeling this excruciating low back or hip or that sciatic nerve pain that you were having. All of that is actually treatable at working with a pelvic floor physical therapist. And so that's just something I always want to get out to women out there is that you don't have to be in pain for 10 months. I promise you, you can work with someone and um, no, regardless of whatever activity level you're at, you can work with someone to kind of find ways to mitigate that pain, decrease it. Yeah, no, that, that's such a great point. And I, I do think as women, we go into pregnancy, just thinking like, it is what it is. It's going to hurt. And if I have these pains, there's nothing I can do about it, but it's so great to know there are people like yourself. I, I did not even know of this. I mean, I, I actually, that's not true. I did go to a physical therapist for my back Mm -hmm. and it was after I was, my two oldest daughters are 14 months apart. So I started getting really bad back pain after my first was born. And then very quickly I was pregnant. And so it was while I was pregnant, but she would like crack my back and do, (laughs) do all this stuff. And then I felt great for probably two weeks. And then as soon as I went back, like I would just go downhill those last few days before I went every two weeks. And so I felt like it was kind of putting a bandaid on like a bigger issue. Cause I didn't do any exercises. It was just, she would like adjust my back. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I, as we're talking, I was thinking there might be some people listening that really don't understand, like, what is the pelvic floor? What is the pelvic muscles? What are they responsible for? I mean, I know we've talked about peeing your pants more or less a couple yeah. Um, but what else, you know, is in the realm of pelvic floor? I wish I had my pelvic floor model with me. I left it where I'm on maternity leave right now. And so I left it at the clinic in which I treat because that's one of the first things that I go over with patients is this is your pelvic floor. This is what it does. That sort of thing. 
Um, okay, so the pelvic floor, it's a group of muscles that kind of live at the base of your pelvis. So we can all imagine, you know, what your pelvis looks like. Everyone's probably seen a skeletal model of it. Um, so it's kind of, I refer to it as like a hammock, the muscles, they sit at the bottom of the pelvis, three layers, and they are responsible. They have roles in a couple of things. Um, like we talked about kind of your bowel and bladder. So when your pelvic floor muscles relax, that's when you're actually able to have bladder and bowel movements. And then when they contract, that's when everything is held in. Um, they are also play a role in just kind of supporting your actual pelvic organs, right? So you're, they keep your uterus in place, um, for lack of better terms and, you know, your other organs that are involved, um, in conception and things like that. And so what happens during pregnancy is like I said, that uterus pushes down on the pelvic floor and like your bladder pushes down on it. And so those muscles can get really weak or tired, um, just like any other muscle in your body. So like you have a hamstring, right? You pull your hamstring and you go to rehab for it because it's weak and it usually hurts. And without proper guidance of exercise and recovery, it's, it's kind of always going to feel that way. So it's the exact same as, any other muscle in your body. They just live in your pelvis and you can't see them from the outside. Um, and then other things that are super common to go, you know, that I will treat with the pelvic floor. Um, uh, what I had talked about before, like they're involved with sexual function as well. So a lot of times postpartum, you know, going back to having sexual activity or things like that. Um, it can be kind of, difficult or unnerving, or you don't want anything going up there. So that is something that I work a lot with, with women, because those pelvic floor muscles need to be able to relax in order for something to go in just to maybe even insert a tampon things along those lines. Um, and so during labor and delivery, once again, those pelvic floor muscles also have to relax. You actually don't contract them. I think that's a misconception is that you squeeze everything really tight and baby comes out, but you actually need to be able to relax them. And so that's something that I also work with, with women is just how to relax those muscles. Yeah. I was, I was actually just thinking, I remember with, um, my first daughter, I was like in hindsight, I'm like, what was I thinking? I was just really young. And so I was traveling, um, from like all over the West coast for my job. So I was flying. So I'd like Mm -hmm. get on a plane and then I get off and I was walking and I was in heels and it was like dragging a suitcase. And I remember one night going to bed and I think it was my last trip. So I was like 32 weeks pregnant. And I remember thinking like, I feel like she could just fall out. Like she might just like fall out of my body because, (laughs) and now in hindsight, I'm like, it was just that there was no, it was so tired. My, you know, pelvic floor muscle and the hammock, and there was nothing supporting it. The other thing I think about is um, when you talk about, you know, having a damaged ACL, like if you don't treat that, then you start overcompensating with other muscles and then you get a back problem and your hip starts hurting. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think it's, this is, and this leads to my next question. So my youngest just turned four. Is it ever too late? Yes, it is never, ever too late. You are postpartum kind of forever, right? Like once you've had a baby, you are always postpartum. That's just kind of in the nature of the word. And it is never too late. You can always work on whether it's strengthening the muscles or lengthening the muscles um, and not just your pelvic floor, but your core, your hip muscles, your upper back muscles. I work with a lot of women who have upper back pain from breastfeeding or just bottle feeding in general, right? 
I'm experiencing that now. I'm like in all these awkward positions, trying to get her to latch and things like that. I need to be my own best patient. But yeah, you can always work with someone regardless of how long. Honestly, I some of my patients are going through menopause at this point, and there are changes that happen to the pelvic floor during menopause too. So mm-hmm. I work with women of this huge age range, pretty much even who've never been pregnant or then wouldn't have been postpartum, right? So you can experience pelvic floor discomfort, whether you've had a baby or not. It's usually less common, but it's still very possible. And um, I work with those women as well. So it's never too late. Never too late. I love it. Okay. And I have a final question because I've been thinking about it. It's a little racy. So if you're like, I'm not completely <laughs> but I think we associate pelvic floor with one. I know people are always laughing like, oh, I peed my pants postpartum. Uh-huh. But then two, um, you talked about like the sexual function piece. So for anyone who's listening and is like, nah, I'm not really like peeing my pants. Can you tell us, and again, (laughs) this might make you blush (laughs) and we are going to be on YouTube, but can you just talk a little bit further about that for the person who's like, well, like, is it going to make the sex better or what happens? Yeah. There is no such thing as like TMI or making me blush. Right. I work with the pelvic floor all the time. I Internal (laughs) exams. So there's no such thing as TMI. My husband, sometimes like I'll leave, you know, some of my things around the house and he's like, why do we have to have this pelvis like lying around the house? So my, my child will be very well versed in the female organs and body parts. Um, so discomfort with intercourse is an actual super common diagnosis, whether it's during pregnancy or postpartum. And that's once again, the pelvic floor muscles need to be able to relax in order for something to go and penetrate inside of you. And this is something that becomes, those muscles can get really guarded postpartum because they just had something come out of them. Um, or if you had a cesarean delivery, you still have that pressure member from pregnancy pushing down on the pelvic floor. And so a lot of times women have pain the first time, you know, say they get cleared at their six week follow-up and they're like, okay, let's get back to it. And they try and they have so much pain, whether it's because they're guarding those muscles or maybe they tore in those stitches, develop scar tissue, which is super common as well. Just like any other scar in your body. And so it can be painful. So then, yeah, working with a pelvic floor physical therapist, you can help reduce that pain and it does become more pleasurable. And I work on like different positions that can be comfortable for someone during this time. Right. So if you still are wanting to have intercourse, right. You don't want to just be like, well, I got to work with my therapist for the next three months. So there goes that. No, it's sometimes part of your homework is okay. I'm going to have you and your husband try these certain positions and yeah, I, I know. Um, and sometimes, like I said, your homework is to work on having intercourse or any sort of, you know, penetrative intercourse that you want to have without feeling discomfort. And so, yes, there's a lot of talk of lubricants and positionings and foreplay and things along those lines. And I'm, I feel like all women should be very comfortable speaking about that. And, and we have a little visitor. Hello. Who is this? Oh my goodness. Hi. Um, for people who are listening, they can't see it's my son, Luke. And he was sick from school today and he had a glass bowl to throw up in, which he dropped on the floor and shattered it. So we've had a fun day of him being homesick. Um, Dr. May, this is such good information. I, I think this is so interesting because it's something I've never heard of. And I am 100% going to sign up for this. 
For people who don't live in Nashville, like, do you have anything that people can do virtually or is it really, you have to meet in person? Yeah. I work with a lot of women virtually, especially. Yeah. So I do offer that. Um, it's more of just like wellness coaching, right? Cause I can't do hands-on treatment or anything like that. So I always will schedule a phone call with someone beforehand to say, you know, figure out, are you, is, are you going to benefit from a virtual appointment or how can I help you find someone in your area? There are a lot of databases online of public floor physical therapists based on like state city zip code and things like that. So if I feel the phone call and I'm like, uh, this seems like you're gonna need a lot more hands-on work. Then I just work with you to find someone in your area because I just want everyone to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. It doesn't have to be me. It can be anyone. I just want women to get the help that they need. Yeah, no, I love that. Okay. Let's jump into our fire round. Um, so what are you currently binging on TV? So the second season of Bridgerton came out. Okay. Like, that, you're the second person that told me that. And I have not, I need to look that one up. I have not seen I, it. I love it. And I forced my husband to watch it with me too. That's amazing. <laughs> um, what's the most recent book you've read? So <laughs> before our, my little Ava came into the world, it was where the crawdads sing. I was reading that um, right, like up until the end of pregnancy. But actually the current book that we're reading, it's called just Oh Baby, um, like a devotional for first time parents. And so I think it's really sweet. Yeah, we have it on our nightstand. Like that's what's currently on my nightstand. And we just read one to her, you know, every night or every other night. Oh, that's sweet. So for the new moms. Um, what's your best productivity app? This is a new one that I've been using. It's called Trello. Have you heard of it? I have. What's it for? It's pretty much like a workspace organizer on your, your desktop. So the mobile version isn't like super feasible. You'd want to be able to use your desktop and it's just a way for you to organize like different projects that you're working on or different tasks. So, because I always would write down like to do's my phone and then to do's, you know, in my planner. And if I just have it all on this one app, it's been super helpful. I really like it. Yeah. I need to look that one up. I've heard of that too. Um, what is your go-to de-stressor? <sighs> this it's always a tie between either just like a really long, warm bath or just going and exercising. You know, that's a super big part of my life is being active. And that's usually where I get the biggest stress relief. But I also am a sucker for a warm bath to the fact of which I'll like deplete the warm water in our house. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I exercise is mine too, even if it's just like a walk. Um, Dr. May, thank you so much. This is such an interesting topic. Um, if people want to find you or connect with your services, where, where are you located? I mean, the biggest platform that I have where you can find me for a lot of just like tips and educational materials is going to be my Instagram, um, Dr. May Hughes, pretty simple. And then for, to be able to work with me, whether it's in person or virtually drmayhughes.com. Um, and you're able to go ahead and schedule an appointment, not Currently, I'm, like I said, on maternity leave, but I'm always fielding emails in terms of putting people with providers that they can work with. That's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Luki, can you say bye? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's tired. Bye, Luke. Thanks, Dr. May. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Tara. Bye. bye.